Welcome to Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. One thing I can promise, it's live and something will surprise us, and I can guarantee twice as many accordions as we've ever had on the show before. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. This hour highlights one of the largest festivals of folk dance and music in the United States, the Springville World Folk Fest in Springville, Utah. Founded in 1986, dancers from more than 45 countries have performed at the festival, and local folks have also participated as well. The festival begins each year with the mayor's reception and a gift exchange at the Springville Art Museum. That's a time when all the groups can meet, share a bit of their background. For instance, performers from Columbia this year talked about finally being able to make it after trying for 20 years. That experience captures just a bit of what a feat it is to put on a festival like this. Visas for all the performers, finding host families for everyone to stay with, and then you've got to get your instruments here from whatever country is your home country. Imagine trying to fly with a drum set or a harp, for instance. The city of Springville here in Utah is known as Art City and has really embraced the festival. They've built a permanent state-of-the-art amphitheater at the Arts Park, and they help to get the word out worldwide every year. Of course, folk dancers need music. It's a little hard to bring you dancing on the radio, but we've got the groups that provide the music for the dancers. And in the studio today are musicians from the band Pochenbande from Austria and the Randellers from Catalonia, as well as a member of the Springville World Folk Fest Marketing Committee, Christy Babbitt. I'm excited to speak with our guests, but I know you're really wanting to hear some music. So here is Pochenbande performing the P.S. Polka. Thank you. 
We've just heard the band from Austria, Pochenbande, with their P.S. Polka. I don't know about you, but I was really resisting whirling around the room. I hope if you're listening at home that you will clear the table and the chairs out of your kitchen because we have more music coming. You want to grab somebody in Polka or maybe just swing your water bottle from side to side. I wanted to talk about the members of the band. There are nine altogether. On tenor horn, we have Georg Hartmann and Michael Mader. Flugelhorn, which is sort of an overgrown trumpet. That's Bernd Gludewatz and Gutfried Putz, our clarinetists, two of them, one on B-flat and one on the small E-flat clarinet, Alex Pongratz and Klaus Dragosits. Our tuba player is Ewald Preinsberger and accordionist Franz Treiber, also Willi Rauchbauer on drums. What a great ensemble. Christy Babbitt, you're with the, the Springville World Folk Fest. How long have you been involved in one way or another? I have been involved from the day it started pretty much. Um, my parents helped found the festival, and so in one way or another, I've pretty much grown up with the Springville World Folk Fest. It's been an absolute joy in my life and my entire family's life. Are they totally surprised by how many countries have come over the years? Oh, it's amazing that we can attract this many wonderful people from throughout the world to Springville here in Utah. It's an absolute privilege to be able to host them here. Well, I want to mention that you are listening to Highway 89. This is Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This hour, we're featuring musicians from the Springville World Folk Fest. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. We were talking beforehand, and we, we, there must be some challenges, or at least interesting stories, in bringing this many people together with different languages and cultures. Has, has that always worked out? You know, it, it does bring its challenges, but it is amazing how there is an understanding between peoples of the world, even when you don't speak the same language. We all have similar goals, similar dreams, similar loves of dance and music, and so it all just does seem to work out. Uh, we start a good year in advance. As soon as this Folk Fest is over this year, we'll start again planning and trying to attract groups and, and working with them to get the legal paperwork and, and such done so that we can do next year's Folk Fest. Well, you have to organize host families. Yes. I bet you have a tradition built of people who are really eager to take in there musicians are, and dancers from all over. We couldn't do the Folk Fest without our host families. Um, these groups pay their own way to get here. But once they get to the Salt Lake Airport, we take care of them. Um, the Folk Fest brings them down, and then host families take over from there. And the host families pay to, to feed them. They transport them. And a lot of our host families, most of them in the Springville area and, and the Utah County area, they will take them sightseeing, um, Temple Square, some even down as far as like Bryce Canyon. And uh, they really try to showcase our state for their so do any of these host families ever travel over and stay with the musicians and dancers? Oh, yes, absolutely. There have been many that have formed lifelong friendships that have actually traveled over and stayed in the homes of the dancers who originally came and stayed in their home during a folk fest. Christy, we'll talk to you more later. Thank you so much for coming. Right now, I know, I, or I hope at least you have your dancing shoes on. We're going to hear a waltz and a polka. First, Alta Linda and the Vohin polka.
This is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and this hour we're highlighting the Springville World Folk Fest with musicians here. And while we're all shuffling around and getting changed into place, we're going to talk for just a minute with Bernd Glutovats, and Hi. he's one of the flugelhorn players. Which which area are you from in Austria? Um, we're we're all from the very eastern region of Austria. It's called Burgenland. Burgenland um, came to Austria in 1921 from Hungary. Yeah, and we're playing music there just from the beginning. I understand you've been playing flugelhorn since 14 years. A little bit longer. I started <laughs> actually at the age of 14, mm -hmm. um, so almost 20 years. I started in middle school after a few years um, playing the flute. And yeah, it's great so far. How long have you been with the Pochenbanda? With the Pochenbanda, I am 15 years now. I, I started with the band. Uh, on a trip to Portugal in 1997, I think. Is it typical for a, a town in Austria to have a band like this, a traditional band? Oh, it's very typical. Um, a lot of young um, kids start playing music in their schools, like I did, and then they go on playing. So there is a band in almost every village. And aside from a band in every village, there's often people coming together, forming such groups like we are, and playing together with the dancing groups or just playing for the fun and uh, kind of touring around and just showing what kind of music we have and what we like and what we like to show. Well, for our listeners, I am so happy that everybody showed up in costume today. So picture the band, all the members in crisp white shirts with black vests and dark pants, black leather boots. But I have a question. There's a, there's a blue cloth wrapped around everybody's waist. What is that for? Is that This is also uh, very traditional. Uh, it's actually used for, um, for the farmers. They used it to collect the fruit when they climb up the, the hills and kind of uh, the, uh, collect the apricots just to carry around stuff. Uh, the fruits. This is very practical. It is extremely practical. I thought it was maybe for the brass players to, you know, get rid of the the liquid that drips out. <laughs> well, this also helps. <laughs> Good. Thank you very much. Are you all in the same town? Is that what brought you all together? Uh, we are actually not all from the same little town, uh, but we are all very close within a radius of something like seven to maybe ten miles. Uh -huh. um, uh, we just picked um, a friend of us who put this uh, group together together. Uh, picked some people, some had time, some some didn't have so much time. And so this kind of formed over time to the basic group, what it is now. And the dancers that you play for, how many dancers are with the group? Um, this varies. It's Over the years, it's something between 20 and 30 people, sometimes more, sometimes a little less. Depends who can come, I guess. Exactly. Oh, that's great. I wonder how many places the Pochimbanda has traveled to. That's a good question. A <laughs> lot, a lot. We travel a lot in Europe, but also outside Europe. This is the first time in the U.S., but we were uh, two times in South America. Uh, we were in um, in Europe, in Cyprus, for example. Um, all over. I kind of we try to to get as far as possible, just to to travel together, as it's always fun. Well, I understand the name of the band means slipper band, but no one's wearing slippers. So, what's the story here? Uh, the slipper band or pochimbanda, like we call it, um, the name was uh, came up with uh, at our first travel to Brazil in 1994. Uh, this was also the beginning of the band, uh, so we traveled to Brazil uh, actually without the name. Um, and since the whole um, journey 
was something like three weeks. We had to bring a lot of clothes, a lot of stuff, and had a lot of gear to bring with us. So we had to make sure that we put our stuff everywhere where we can find room. So one day, uh, one of us, George, was playing with his uh, tenor horn or baritone um, and was not able to get any sound out of his instrument. <laughs> and after a while, he figured out, oh, now I know why my slippers are in my tenor horn. <laughs> And there we go. That was the beginning of the Pochenbanda. It's a perfect name. Yeah. Beautiful music. We want to hear some more. Okay. You're playing, so we'll have you go pick up your instrument, get back in place. We have two other pieces from the Pochenbanda. This is Wenzel of der, der Alm and then the Amsel Polka.
We've just heard from the Potsenbande, that folk band from Austria with Wenzel of den Alm and the Amso Polka. You're listening to Highway 89 on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. This hour featuring musicians from the Springville World Folk Fest in Springville, Utah. And while we change places for our next band, Christy Babbitt, who is associated with the festival, you mentioned that your parents had a dream of this years ago. What exactly was that dream? What did they want to happen? Well, it, it was many others that were involved, but um, basically there was a group of people that came together in Springville way back then, and uh, specifically a couple that had traveled a lot um, to folk festivals in Europe. In Europe, they're very common. It's very common for groups to travel around and and share their cultures in that fashion. And they came back, they, they lived in Springville, it was Carl and Raymond Allred, and they went to some people they knew and said, why can't we have a festival like that here in our town? And so with the support of the city and other volunteers, um, they banded together, including my parents, and founded the Springville Folk Fest. Uh, they had their first Folk Fest. They built a stage on a baseball field up at Springville High School and had it there. And a whole bunch of countries came and they had a great time. And since then, they've been able to construct the Spring Acres Arts Park, which is where the Folk Fest is housed now. It has a stage specifically designed to house a folk dancing festival like we have. And uh, they've been able to add professional sound and lighting, and it's it's turned into a great tradition for our city. It is. It's a terrific, terrific tradition for your city and the fact that it has worldwide connections. So I'm wondering if all these people with their costumes and instruments have ever arrived without those things. Yes, and that has happened. what did they do? <laughs> well, in fact, one year I remember uh, we had a group come from Tahiti, and they arrived, and their drums did not. And if you know Tahitian dancing, Drums are pretty much what they dance to. And so, um, luckily, my father had actually gone on an LDS mission to Tahiti and had some connections, and he phoned some helpful people up in the Salt Lake area, and they brought their drums down, and we had a show. (laughs) So sometimes that happens, and you just have to go with it. Just improvise. Well, how do you find all the performers? How do you connect with people all around the world like this? Uh, We... The Folk Fest belongs to an international folk dance organization that brings together folk dance groups and folk dance festivals around the world. And they, so it's sort of like a networking group where they can meet and and find each other and then these dancers can travel to those folk dance festivals. And there are certain requirements, certain levels of quality that both festivals and groups have to maintain. So that uh, we as a festival know that we're getting great dancers and musicians, and then they know that they're attending a quality festival. So what types of things do you do at the festival for, for the groups to meet each other and also to to get to know the community where they're being hosted? Ah, Well, we have five evening performances, first off, during the Folk Fest week. Uh, yesterday, we went up Hubble Creek Canyon above Springville, and we had a picnic for host families and the dancers. We very much encourage the dancers in the different countries and their host families to mingle, to get to know one another. That's kind of the whole reason we have it, is to learn about other cultures. And after these groups are here with us today, here with you, uh, they'll be going to some folk dance clinics at Brigham Young University and teaching the public, whoever wants to come, simple folk dances from their country. 
Christy Babbitt, you're in the marketing department of the Springville World Folk Festival. Thank you so much for coming and informing us. Oh, thank you. And we need to hear more music now. We've got we've heard music from Austria. Now we're going to switch gears and travel about 2,000 kilometers south to Catalonia. And if you're wondering where that is on the map, it includes Barcelona, and it has the Mediterranean to the east, France and Andorra to the north. On the west and the south are the Spanish provinces, provinces of Aragon and Valencia. If that helps you place it, it has its own language. And we are glad to have the group, the Randallaires, with us today. The four of the the full complement is eleven different performers, but we have four of them traveling with us today on accordion: uh, Jordi Ballesteros, Santi Yagostera. Angel Giralt, flute, and Mikhail Griffey, Fay, guitar. I think I came pretty close, gentlemen. Did I, did I do okay? Yes. <laughs> there is some very colorful hats, caps that reflect their tradition. We're going to hear three pieces from them. They're, they've recorded three CDs, and the first two we'll hear are on their latest, uh, Entaramats. We'll hear Cantrapas y Ripoli. That's an ancient tune. I'm told it is 800 years old, the oldest Catal- Catalonian tune. Then we'll hear an a cappella piece called The Teacher, El Mestre, and then Bayet Serda de Matamala.
We've just heard the Randallaires from Catalonia with three traditional tunes. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. This edition of Highway 89 is highlighting music from the Springville World Folk Fest. Right now I'm talking with Miquel Griffay. Did I get the LL right? Very good. I worked hard you on that, You can be Catalan. <laughs> you're the leader of the group. Okay. They say you're very talented and that you can play anything with strings. Well, it's not true. I play everything, but I fight with the violin. <laughs> yes, I play guitar, mandolin, mandola, buzuki, bandurria, well, uh, all the strings, but uh, the, the violin is a difficult instrument. What are the other instruments when you have all 11? 11. Well, we are 11 musicians, all acoustic uh, instruments. Then there is the double bass, the clarinet, hmm. 
this is another typical from Catalonia, that is the tarota, that is like an oboe, but mm -hmm. more stronger. Then the flute, the accordion, the, the guitar, the acoustic guitar. Then there is, um, well, the Celtic music uh, was uh, in all the north of Catalonia. Then we have the screaming back, that is like the, uh, the pipes in mm -hmm. Ireland, you yes. know? On in, in Galicia, we have the screaming back. Screaming we back. say this name, screaming back. <laughs> it's a great description. It's a little, it's li uh, a little bit different than the, the pipes, but it's similar. Then a percussion. Uh, and and Santi is ready here. He, he's going to play us a few of these percussion sounds we haven't yes. heard before. The first one is the bones, which he's wearing almost like armor. The yes. bones. <laughs> are, these what, what, are these rib bones or what kind of bones? Yes, these are these? The cow bones. Uh, this is an instrument that used the shippers before. Uh, you play, Santi. There are... Uh, three bones of, of cow with a, a different uh, size. And then, well, uh, the, the, the shippers in Catalonia play the, uh, another uh, country uh, instrument that is like a flute, but uh, mo mm, more um, or less um, little, sorry, mm -hmm. for my English. <laughs> and uh, only play with the finger. And then with the finger, uh, they can play the, the flaviol, is called it, and uh, play the the, the, the bone guitar. Well, there's another instrument that, yeah. that is very practical. This came from a washboard. Tell me if I've got this right. Rigurago. Rigurago, yes. The sound is this. What do you uh, Well, now we know because we have a washer machine, no? <laughs> but before the, the girls, uh, in another times, uh, were to the river to clean the, the clothes, no? With the wooden washboard. Yes. And then when uh, this uh, instrument was uh, older, they could uh, make the rigurago. You know, and this is the sound. I thought it was invented by a lady who was tired of washing. Yes, sure. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes. Tell me about Catalonia. Uh, because you're between so many different cultures with France yeah. and Spain, yes. do you think people there try harder to preserve that cultural tradition? Yes, our history is uh, a loser history. <laughs> you know, we celebrate... Uh, the 11 number is our number. 11 musicians, 11 years, and we celebrate our nation day in... 11 September was, was, was when we lost the, the war with Philip V from Castilla, and then we were Spanish. The Catalan was forbidden, and the culture Catalan was forbidden. Couldn't speak it in school, couldn't... Not, yeah. not, not in, in this year, three, uh, 300 years ago. But then, uh, well, uh, there was uh, so many years of tranquility, quiet... Uh, moments, but uh, then uh, arrived at Franco dictatorship in, in the 50s in Spain, and then was forbidden another time, the Catalan, uh, and forbidden in the schools. For, for example, my father was a Republican, was from the other side, and he was in the mountain for 30 years, no? and if the Franco's militaries find him, they kill. This is the reason. Then uh, we are fighting uh, for, to uh, conserve uh, this culture, this language. This is a language from the Latin, in the same level that French, that Portuguese, that Italian. We can read Italian, Portuguese. The pronunciation is another thing. But we can read uh, easier, you know, this, this language, other uh, uh, Latin language. 
Well, the caps that you're wearing are yellow and red. Yes. And uh, I wonder how long you've known each other. How did you get together? Were you, were you neighbors, or how did you meet? Uh, sorry, I, I don't understand. How did you meet each other? How? To become a band? Ah, 11 years. 11 years. In 2001, uh, it comes from the, uh, uh, a great book that uh, have 500 songs from our area, that is Ripollès in, in Catalonia, very in the north, close to the France. We make frontier with, with France. And then uh, there, w there was this book that uh, um, the songs are from 300 years ago. And, uh, well, we meet in uh, 2001, and we decided that uh, is a good thing to... Not only a great tradition, you have 500 songs to draw from. Yes. You'll never get tired <laughs> yes. of We have 150 now. Well, these next three we're going to hear. One is very traditional. I love the name of it. In English, it means the dance of the pig's death. Yes. <laughs> Tell me the story of this as we yes, go Yes, this is it. a tradition in the old houses of Catalonia. Now it's forbidden for the sanity. But uh, Catalonia was very poor for the tribes to Spain. And then the people uh, in the houses have a pig. And then one a year, one, one time a year, they kill the pig. And there is a fiesta all the day, no? And uh, they dance, and this is the, the, song, the, the dance song of, of, this, uh, of this day, you know? Mikhail, thank you. While you All get right. in place, I'll okay. announce these next three numbers. We'll hear El Baile de la Morte del Porc, or The Dance of the Pig's Death. Sounds like quite a celebration. After that, we'll hear Bayette de Dieu and Mon Dieu, Que de Monde.
We've just heard the Randallaires from Catalonia with three traditional tunes, including the Dance of the Pig's Death. We assure you no animals were harmed in the production of this concert. Sadly, we have come to the end of another episode of Highway 89. The Springville World Folk Fest is one of the largest festivals of folk dance and music in the United States, founded in 1986 and has featured dancers from more than 45 countries. The festival takes place in Art Park in Springville, Utah, each summer for a week. Complete information about the festival is available at worldfolkfest.com. I have loved this hour of music. I want to thank Pochenbanda from Austria, the Randallaires of Catalonia, for coming and performing truly wonderful music. Thank you. I hope you'll come back and listen to us again. Thanks also to the Springville World Folk Fest. Their general director, Donna Breckenridge, helped make this performance possible. Thanks to Christy Babbitt representing them today. Highway 89 takes you to any number of musical destinations, every one of them musical and memorable. We always welcome comments and questions about our programming. For information about this show, simply email us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. The show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for tuning in.